Today, I'll be speaking about the reasons for Japanese involvement in the Second World War. This podcast, brought to you by Anchor, is currently non-profit making and is based on the second edition coursebook on international history from 1870 to 1945 for Cambridge International AS Level History. To begin, let's look at some of the internal factors which resulted in Japanese involvement in the Second World War. One important factor is nationalist beliefs. Some intellectuals, and military leaders especially, formed the belief that the Japanese people were racially and ethnically superior to other people and races. Many nationalists believed that the Japanese were descendants of the Shinto gods. Propaganda promoted the belief that the Japanese emperors were direct descendants of the sun goddess. As a result, Japan believed that it was their destiny to rule Asia, and maybe even the world. Another important factor is the Sino-Japanese War and how Western powers responded to it. During the Sino-Japanese War, Japan faced a lack of many materials which were important in the event of war, including oil, rubber, iron, etc. Furthermore, although Japan had been able to conquer coastal China with relative ease, the interior was unexpectedly difficult to conquer. This is due to the fact that the nationalists and communist armies of China were able to effectively defend the large Chinese interior. Furthermore, Japanese aggression towards China had resulted in sanctions and trade embargoes from Western countries, which were beginning to fear Japan encroaching on their colonies and spheres of influence. This was dangerous for Japan, as their mainland lacked natural mineral resources and they relied on other powers for the trade of raw materials. The third and final factor I'm going to mention was the southern expansion carried out by the Japanese. After allying with Germany, Japan began to seize territories that were colonised by their enemies, the British, the French and the Dutch. Japan simultaneously attacked the Philippines, Hong Kong, Singapore and Malaya in a lightning-fast southern expansion. To sustain the level of resources needed for conflict in China, Japan began to annex territories for supplies. They were supplied with oil from oil fields in Indonesia and Malaya, iron ore from Burma, Indonesia and Malaya, while Thailand supplied them with rubber, and the Japanese also took rice and other food supplies from other countries which they had annexed. From 1938, the USA had begun a more aggressive policy towards Japan. In 1938, Roosevelt used his presidential powers to ignore the Neutrality Acts, which treated aggressors and victims the same, and gave more active support to the nationalists in China. This support included an oil loan of $25 million at first. By doing so, Roosevelt showed that he did not share the same sentiments of the isolationists, who had formed and supported the Neutrality Acts. Now let's go through a timeline of the sanctions placed on Japan and the aid that the US provided to China. In January 1939, a moral embargo was put in place to restrict the sale of planes and aviation parts to Japan. In February 1939, credit to Japan was stopped. And in July 1939, the 1911 commercial treaty between the United States and Japan was suspended. From 1940 to 1941, the USA gave millions of dollars of aid to China as Japanese forces continued to advance. After China's supply route with Burma, now known as Myanmar, was closed in October 1941, the USA agreed to increase their loans to China. Summer of 1941, and the US sent 100 P-40 US fighter planes to replenish the Chinese Air Force. 
In July 1941, the US froze all Japanese assets after they moved southwards rather than northwards to attack the Soviets. In November, the US officially placed a trade embargo, which crucially included oil. Japan was already totally dependent on oil, which it imported from the US, added to the fact that Britain and the Netherlands had both placed total trade embargoes on them. So Japan, who still believed in their destiny of a great empire, felt suffocated by the Western world and faced a terrible crisis as they would soon run out of necessary resources. I just mentioned that a moral embargo was put in place to restrict the sale of planes and aviation parts to Japan, and I should explain what this meant. On the July the 1st, 1938, as a result of the widespread bombing of non-combatants in China by the Japanese, which not only caused outrage in the United States, but also affected American inhabitants of China, the US Department of State notified manufacturers and exporters of aircraft that the US government was strongly against the sale of such equipment to countries whose armed forces were using airplanes for attacks on the civilians, basically Japan. So, a moral embargo was basically non-binding, although many manufacturers did abide by it. In 1939, it was extended to materials essential to aeroplane manufacture and operation. Overall, the moral embargo basically halted the exportation of arms to Japan. Before the US became directly involved in World War II, Roosevelt had been trying to push an interference policy in terms of the Sino-Japanese War, as he wished to become more involved in international affairs. This sentiment was not widely shared until the bombing of Pearl Harbor. On 7th of December 1941, with the aim of mitigating the US response to the annexation of Asian territories by Japan, they decided to decimate the US Pacific Fleet at Pearl Harbor. Consequently, Roosevelt requested a vote on the declaration of war, which was accepted by Congress. Roosevelt declared war after winning the vote, with only one member of Congress voting against war. It is important to note that initially, Japan had not been considered a threat, as they had made efforts to maintain a friendly relationship, such as supporting the Allies in World War I, being involved in the League of Nations, and in the Washington Treaties. However, Japanese intentions had become clear, especially through the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Thank you for listening to this episode of my podcast. In the next episode, I'll be looking into the implications of Pearl Harbor and the Japanese loss of World War II. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Please consider using the links in the description below to leave a voice message for me, leave feedback for me, or visit my website which hosts additional revision material. Depending on which app you are listening to this on, you could also rate and review the podcast. Thank you.